0: All right. Hello. Welcome to Adventures and Lollygagging and Friends. We're back to playing Monster the Week, continuing our family splatters campaign. The family's back together after a family holiday last week. I feel like I should do some sort of thing. And so I made a connection, but we're going to move on. Uh, But yeah, we're starting up. Actually, no. We're finishing up. I should say uh, our second scenario probably tonight. We'll see how it goes. We've been doing Razorback, which you can find in the Tome of Mysteries book from uh, uh, from Evil Hat, uh, and so that's what we've been kind of working on. A couple tweaks here and there based upon uh, their decisions and such. Uh, we'll get into the summary in a second, but let's go ahead and do some character intros, and then we'll uh, we'll get started. So, Jeremy, uh, I have you in the wrong spot. Uh, but go ahead, and if you could please tell us about your character of Corbin Reddy Redding.
1: Yeah, sure. Corbin Redding is our uh, resident goth. He's uh, the hex class, tall and gaunt, and dark dark hair, pale skin, tattoos of these horned serpents along his arms. Uh, he mostly uses magic to burn things and uh, do toilet bowl divination. It's great.
0: Absolutely, we've had a very interesting toilet bowl divination. Uh, do you remember what happened in that toilet bowl divination? Do you remember? I
1: do. I feel like you've got some sort of sound effect ready for us.
0: Yeah, I like remember, that. like looking,
1: yeah, looking over the stall, and there was a pig sitting on the toilet. It was great.
0: <laughs> I just remind everybody, I spent money on that, so I really want to play that literally as many times as I can <laughs> to feel that that ninety-nine cents or dollar that I spent totally worth it. Totally worth. it uh let's go back up to
2: the top then to phil theodore uh chuck tell us about phil Hi,
3: everyone i'm phil just a regular guy older brother of Donna, and uh, i'm just happy to be here that's fantastic hi really. everyone
0: really happy <laughs> to hear that super happy that you're here <laughs> and uh very excited that uh that the uh that we didn't actually get to i'm actually very sad that we didn't get to play out the love uh sequence that likely would have uh would have would have yeah. happened between you yeah and i think her name was penelope the old uh lady clement who mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah you tried to sneak up you too. Know, i tried <laughs> you did you it did worked try. well yeah <laughs> so she was just dead first she was definitely dead Oh, what does that say? She'd rather be brutally murdered by some pig-faced man than have a a night of romance with Phil Theodore.
3: (laughs) It just sounds like she doesn't have her priorities in order. I probably dodged a bullet on that one.
0: Probably. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Next up, uh, speaking of dodging bullets, as you nearly got torn to shreds uh, by a meat factory plant machine, we've got Anton Binkowski. Bert, tell us about Anton.
4: I'm uh, I'm a cousin from the old country who really has a penchant for uh, uh, old-fashioned, I- I- including uh, you know uh, a straw bowler hat and a tweed, and uh, I keep forgetting the name of the fabric. <laughs> what was it again rayon? No, polyester. Rayon. Polyester. Polyester. Yeah, polyester. I really yeah, like polyester, polyester <laughs> <Ester> <laughs> because you know if I'm going to get engulfed in flame, I want to go quick. Absolutely. So. I'm and, uh, all, yeah, I, I, I'm fair. a wordsmith. Uh, I got my trusty uh, portable Commodore here that I, uh, I write up all of our interesting little things and I and I, I put it out there uh, for various uh, psych, 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 uh, nuthouse papers.
0: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. The and kind of you find at the newsstand. hmm hmm It's really fun. I always uh, get to explain to my students that things like The Onion existed before the internet existed. Like, you know, it actually was a newspaper. You could find it in a newsstand. Never mind. They look at me just like I'm old. I'm like, I would. I only read it online, so I don't know what you're talking about. You're old. Shut up. That's what I would say to them. That's
4: You'll the find my way. byline next to such stories as uh, I had Elvis's love child, and uh, you know things like that.
0: It's uh, oh, very nice,
4: <laughs> very nice. Great
0: quality work. Excellent. Uh, I'm sure the prose is exquisite. Mm, uh, got to next. Pay. <laughs> next up, we've got Phil's sister Donna. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Donna Theodore.
5: Uh, Yeah, so uh, Donna is the uh, younger sister of Phil. Uh, Donna takes all of this work very, very seriously. Um, And she's got a pretty uh, kick-ass truck with a uh, camper trailer cap cover thingy and lots of weapons inside. And that still wasn't enough that we didn't run away from Pigman last time.
0: Fantastic. Uh, yeah, you eventually did run away from Pigman. You kind of had to run away. Cause I think it was kind of looking pretty rough there for a while. Uh, but, uh, but you're all, you all survived ish and uh, we'll kind of go on from there. Right. So let's, I'm gonna try to transition like a river flows surely to the sea. Something, something here's Adam, Adam tells about Caleb. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Caleb's just a dude. He's just a, a regular teenage guy. Slightly athletic, bit of a jock, little bit, but uh he he thinks his oldest brother is the coolest person in the world, so he tries to dress like him, but he doesn't understand the difference between a goth, a mod, you know, um any any of the different like subcultures within the nineteen eighties. So he kind of dresses like them all. Um, it's really obvious to anyone that's a part of either scene that he's a poser. But, um, you know, like he's just around. He's there, and everyone has been kind of distant from him lately. But it's a phase. We'll get through it.
0: Absolutely. I'm I i do not see how anything could possibly go wrong. Family of monster hunters having a monster among them. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Let's um let's go ahead and start up. So, uh we like I said, we're continuing the Razorback scenario that we started up. You all have been in Bentonville, Arkansas. And you were just kind of passing through when you stumbled across a situation that involved the murder of a local security guard that had possible connections to the Clement family, which is a group of wealthy folks who've essentially been in some kind of power in the area for several generations. Uh, Sophia Clamont uh, was uh, was your basically your contact. Uh, she hired you uh, to investigate the death of the security guard, but more specifically the, dis- the disappearance of her younger brother Cyril, uh, who was kind of gossiped or rumored to maybe be involved somehow. So eventually... Uh, You guys did a handful of things in the first session, but eventually last time around, the investigation brought you to the old Clement meat factory, which has been shut down for about 20 years or so. Since like there was this terrible string of murders that happened like this, this workplace incident where dozens of people were killed and fed uh, to a a, a meat grinder. Uh, You all um, you all went went there uh, to see if you can kind of learn anything at the site, because that was where the security guard was killed. And that's when he discovered the body of Cyril Clement being strung up uh, by a giant man wearing a pig face uh, or a man with a pig face. It's still not entirely clear which combat obviously ensued. But the pig face man was very, very, very capable and uh, kind of forced you guys uh, begrudgingly to escape, which you did not unharmed. Uh, I think you also your, your, your vehicles took a little bit of damage, but nothing too terrible. Later that night, you all ventured back to the Clement family uh, home because you wanted to break the news. You had the body of Cyril with you, uh, and you told Sophia and Zachary Clement uh, about what happened to their younger brother, and they also mentioned how their mother once claimed to be part of a coven or something like that, Uh, and she believed that she was as responsible for the Clement family's success as her husband's business acumen uh, allowed them to be so rich and successful. Apparently, she also had an ample library with various books, some of them occult-related, uh, and artifacts and stuff like that that Cyril was always apparently fascinated with. Uh, you guys kind of spread out. A couple of you were helping bring the body in. A couple of you were kind of going with Zachary Clement, uh, the greatest NPC ever, uh, to to go into the library. And then Phil took it upon himself to sneak upstairs because uh, he wanted to get a look, I guess, at the old folks, Archie and in, uh, in Penelope, yeah. the...
3: Friendly conversation. conversation,
0: yeah, just friendly conversation. Failed miserably. Uh, got discovered by Archie, uh, but the good news was, uh, it was that Archie just uh, just thought you were one of his wife's boys, boy toys, because they don't really apparently yeah. have that kind of relationship anymore. And he just pointed you down the hall to where her bedroom was. Of course, when you got there, you opened the door, you discovered uh, that um, she was she had been brutally murdered and terribly butchered right there in the clomont family mansion so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna pick up right there with phil phil you're staring at this brutal body ripped disemboweled like a pig might be that's getting ready to go on a spit or carved up a bit there is a kind of a cool gust of wind coming in from the window there are a couple candles that are flickering here and there and other various uh yeah, very sundries and such uh, smell of incense and things um, and uh, but otherwise you're the first and thus far only to see this
3: um So this is a, a delicate situation. Um, and I think the appropriate reaction is I will scream out of sheer terror. And go running out of the room down the stairs. And I will go set in the driver's seat of my astro van and lock the doors. So you go rushing back, you're screaming
0: Aah! as you run back down the, yeah. the hallway balcony, and you start sort of kind of kind of half-stepping, tripping, etc., as you go down the stairs. Uh you run right past Archie in his in his oxygen tank. He's just like he <laughs> <laughs> just kind of laughing at you, and then wheels yeah. his oxygen tank away back into his own room, not seeming to be suspicious. Um We'll say that in the house, I think everyone is now in the house because a couple of you brought the body in. Some of you are like in the kitchen dropping Cyril's body off in like a walk-in freezer. And the other two are in li- in the library. You would hear Phil screaming or at least a sound of Phil screaming and maybe a door slamming. Uh, so I'll turn to the rest of you all. What are you all up to?
6: Uh, Caleb will hear the noise and he'll just kind of shuffle in the direction of the sound. That's- okay. Like, he's just kind of wandering aimlessly at this point. It's been a while since he's eaten.
0: Okay, we'll say at this point you... We'll say you get out into the main area quick enough from... I think you and your brother were... I think it was you and your brother that were the library. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. And then I think it was Anton and Donna who were bringing in the, uh, bringing in the body. Uh, so, Caleb, we'll say that you get out into the middle, like sort of uh, living room area public living room and you see Phil run down the stairs across the foyer, push through the big old uh, like over oversized uh, front doors and run out into the night.
6: Uh, Caleb's gonna stand there like confused, look left, look right. shrug. Hook around a little bit more and go back in the library.
2: Okay.
1: Well <laughs> was everything okay,
6: Caleb? I don't know.
1: I'm I'm sure they're fine. As Corbin is just very self-absorbed <laughs> at this point. He's gotten the brother drunk. He's trying to look <laughs> through any of these old tomes that are available.
0: And he has hey. been drinking. He's definitely been drinking, but he's still kind of he's still kind of there in the area, but he seems he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't react even to the scream.
6: Hey. Hey, uh Bill was running. And I don't, I don't see him running except for his morning jog. Uh,
0: and you hear, you hear Zachary speak up drunkenly, you know, uh, quickness is the essence of war.
6: <laughs> oh, well, damn, I must be all about peace then. So just kind of shuffle back and like look over Corbin's shoulder annoyingly. Like, what's you doing? Uh, I tell you what, do you mind checking on his?
1: Do you mind checking on him? I I, I think I've almost found something useful here.
6: Who? Phil. Oh, yeah. No, I don't mind. And then very slowly. Without any like um, urgency, I'm going to start going towards outside. Okay. So so at this
5: point, like you would, Donna would be kind of passing by the library and we just sort of shout in, I heard Phil. Did you see him? Yeah. Is he in here?
6: No,
1: but uh, Caleb's going to investigate. And if anybody's Ah. sharp enough to take care of this, it's Caleb.
7: And Donna's
5: going to look over to Caleb. Uh, where where did Phil go? Who who y'all talking
2: about? Who's Phil? <laughs> and
5: oh oh is gosh! And Donna's just gonna like <laughs> roll her eyes and like what's happening in this room, and she's gonna go pouring find him another her drink. Brother,
0: <laughs> oh thank you very much, so, very kind of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all yeah, right, I, Mama brings in all sorts of boys every now and then. You you get used to the sounds.
2: Uh, uh, he mm. leans in close to
0: Corbin. You can hear, you can smell like like I don't know gin on his on his breath. And he's like,
2: "You don't get used to the sounds." I was lying. <sighs>
5: okay, and Donna like oh. not even with a whole lot of like a lack of rudeness is going to step back out and look back toward Anton.
4: Anton's just going to step forward and say, "So, Mama is where, and Phil came
0: from." Where? Oh, mom was upstairs at this time of night. And I didn't realize she had a suitor uh, coming I think, over.
2: I thought I
5: think she that's where was he was coming in from.
2: Stress about Cyril, uh, but oh, it's possible. Off my hat and go upstairs.
5: <laughs> Donnell run after. And the wise
2: don't... warrior avoids the battle. As they leave,
5: <laughs> <laughs> was like just the. Biggest eye roll while she's like following Anton up the stairs.
0: Okay. Uh, so Corbin and Ke- Corla has remained in the library with Zachary. Caleb has gone out to check on Phil. Phil, you've run out to your vehicle. Anton and Donna, you go upstairs. couple things. This is all kind of happening at once. Keep it in mind. <laughs> Phil, you run outside. Go to your car. Yeah. It is a warm night in a way uh hum- the humidity of arkansas coursing through there is a fog you might say wafting here and there nonetheless uh you notice as you buckle yourself in or just kind of lock yourself into your car as you yeah. look out there's occasional like little gas lanterns here and there kind of dotted around the entrance way of this mansion which is certainly up close doesn't look as attractive. Probably from a distance, this might look more attractive. There are shapes moving around out there in the darkness. Uh,
2: just moving around here and there.
3: I don't like that either. Um, Nothing is safe. I will start laying on the horn.
0: <laughs> horn starts going off. All of which you can hear Anton, Donna, you guys are up the stairs. You see, uh, you see like the door to your right is open. You can see another door down to your left in the balcony that, uh, well, actually there's a couple doors up here, but that's the only one open off to the right. Um, I'll say maybe there is even a little smudge of blood, uh, kind of a track that Phil may be tracked out of the bedroom. Um, but you can. And kind of see going back to that door on the right, uh, and we will say for for moving along, the two of you peek inside, and you see the disemboweled, butchered like it is like it is a like a pig being gutted and prepared for for cooking. You can see the body of Penelope Clamont there in, in bed.
5: Donna is going to kind of lean out the door and just sort of yell, um, all y'all come on, get up here.
4: While she's doing Uh, that, I want to see if there's a blood trail. Like, where did whatever murder her go?
0: Uh, you can roll best get a mystery. Sounds like uh, that sounds like what you're doing is you're looking around for tracks and such like that and such and and such, uh, Donna shouts, Corbin, you hear Zachary next, you know, I don't think that's a good idea
2: going upstairs when mama is getting her fix. She likes to be kept alone. You you don't want to accidentally see something
0: (laughs) that you're later. Gonna have to see it not when you try to sleep.
2: I
1: I've gone from like wanting to play this man with drink and now I just feel bad for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the picture that his drink is in, and I'd like to use magic to do something similar to the divination rote, but just show him an image of like his mom, but like nice and calm and she's just laying peacefully. And, like, the opposite of what he's implying. So he can just see a magically compelled image of a very normal mother and just hope that he is comforted to sleep. Because I feel so bad for
0: him. Roll a use magic, then, and please fail. I really hope I fail. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too fun. Oh, yeah, you'll goodness.
6: get experience if you fail.
0: Okay. No uh all
1: 13 right,
3: on
0: a, oh 13 easy peasy uh no issues whatsoever he just kind of looks down there and he seems somewhat calmed
2: uh he he said, oh oh hey mama look at that you know she used to read all the time and that uh, in this here in uh-huh. this here library oh and she's we gather around on the rug and She'd read us little stories yeah. here and there. Show, show me one of her favorite books. Yeah. Yeah. Show me.
0: Oh, show me sure. Her favorite sure. Book. It's right. Out, and he kind of pulls down. It looks like this old kind of like book of fairy tales, like folk tales, things like that. And there's all, you know, okay. the usual things that you would see. It's it's old, though. It's thick. It's heavy. You kind of flip through and it's very like all of them are very like witch oriented and a little dark at the same time here and there. Uh, But nonetheless, he's just, he's just like,
7: I don't know. uh, I never read it myself. It's just, uh, Cyril, Cyril was the one who, uh, really read all of my, my mother's books. He was the bookworm. He was the Mm -hmm. one who was
2: kind of, you know, under her feet left and right. was the one who kind of got all interested in that uh, occult mumbo jumbo and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes she'd
0: even bring over her friends, you know,
2: the coven. Everyone thought it was just sort of their little catchphrase, you know, their little little joke. (laughs) But Mama insisted. None of us really believed her, of course. Just Cyril. Mm -hmm. Just Cyril. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, my Mama, she's a she's a delightful woman. Jesus. Yes. Yeah.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he's just kind yes. of sort of rambling a bit here and there as he's staring down at this liquid, and he's just, like, reminiscing about this time in which his mother read to him and his siblings inside this study, these creepy, dark fairy tales.
1: but, I'm just, you know, it looks like you're in a good place. I'm just going to give you some space right there. I'm just going to go...
9: Oh, and he
0: just oh, says, yeah. as you're walking away, he says, Build your opponent a golden bridge to retreat across. As the door closes on the library, <laughs>
8: <And> you weep.
0: <laughs> At this point, anybody <laughs> who is.
8: <laughs> Anyone who is inside and heard Donna's
0: screaming. Starts running upstairs. Zachary has been kind of cooled, and he is now in the library by himself, just thinking. Sophia comes up. Uh, she has sort of been the one in charge. Uh, he, she's the one who hired you all. She comes running up. She sees Anton and Donna. Uh, I'll say, uh,
2: I'll say, even Archie comes out.
7: What's this racket about? Y'all need to keep quiet. I'm trying to get my beauty sleep. You think I can run a fortune 100 company such as ours with only 12 hours rest a night? What is wrong with you? Uh,
5: Uh, What's wrong is is that uh, there's a dead Ah, body.
7: ah, You're confusing this for a conversation.
5: Yes, you you are as well. There's a dead body. Open your eyes.
0: My eyes are open. And they definitely don't look open.
5: <laughs> and so Donna will kind of look to Sophia. Dead body.
7: I'm very much living, young lady.
5: I'm not talking about you. Your wife. Good gracious. Can she you?
7: looks dead. And she's dead to me. But she's very much alive, I can assure you.
5: Oh, good gracious. And so <laughs> she's just going to, like, take him and move him to the bed and sit him down. Just Wait. just sit. Just sit.
7: The bed in or what Not room? the bed, like
5: a chair. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
7: Get your hands off me. Who do you think you are? Quit manhandling me.
5: Oh, just sit down. Just sit down. And she's going to turn to Sophia. So when was the last time anyone was in this room?
0: What do you mean? My my mother's been in it for all evening after supper.
5: Did, and Donna just sort of looks at her and points to the body.
0: Her her eyes get really wide and she peers inside the. Bo-
2: <gasps> Mom, mama! oh, mama!
0: And she kind of falls down this time, like to her knee.
7: Oh no! Oh! He's just. Oh, keep it down. Well, you have seen her, and wait. Oh, God damn it! I forgot the phrase. What is it? Um.
5: <laughs> and, uh, uh, you?
0: Thank you. That's it, you
5: <laughs> You seen her,
7: like Anton said, you know, before.
0: She's screaming out, not wanting to listen whatsoever.
5: Oh, just get just. Just sit down. Just sit down. And so Donna's going to turn to Anton. So somehow this happened since dinner?
4: So I did get a success and can ask one question. So it's where did he go? (laughs) Yeah. So I point out what I find.
0: (laughs) You notice that the uh, as you there's not so much a blood trail. There is a little bit of one that leads over to the window the open window through which the breeze is and you can see that there has been damage done to the window. Um, It's very clear that whoever gained access, gained access to the room via the window and then left via the window. And it almost looks as like whoever came in and out of this thing just was huge. And just the whole frame is basically splintered. Uh, Like, like whoever came in and out is just enormous. So you would, I mean, you've seen the creature inside the factory. It probably would dawn on you that that, that might be what it was.
4: So both large and agile, it appears. And is someone blowing a horn out there?
0: Yes, you all hear a horn <laughs> going crazy outside. Let's cut, to, let's cut to Caleb. Caleb, you come t- t- running out, and you hear the horn start <laughs> going off. I don't have orange sounds. I don't know. Maybe the horn sounds like this. Who knows? Maybe it's just just a pig sound suddenly coming out of your horn. But no, you run outside, and you can see oh, it's No, filled. there's no running. Oh, you uh, shuffle, you low, shuffle, <laughs> dragging the lamp behind shimple. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see Phil's there. I would say, Caleb, you too can see that a fog has formed, a very light fog. But there are, all well, there
2: are, you know, something
0: in the fog moving, shuffling about. You can see at a distance the various gas lights and stuff of the landscape kind of throwing some interesting shadows here and there.
6: So I'll shuffle over to the driver's side door and.
0: Phil, you see you're being attacked by a zombie <laughs> outside your window.
2: Ah! <laughs> hey, cuz.
3: Oh, I'm going to throw that door open and just drag him inside and then close the door after him. All right. Hey. 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 So the pig monster killed the old lady. And then after the old lady died, I came down here and I hid myself in the van. And then if you look out there, there's creepers out there coming for us.
6: Yep. I was about to tell you. There's something yep. creeping around. There's something prowling around here.
3: I feel like that's a song reference, Caleb, but it's not the time.
6: No, uh, It's a future reference.
3: Way in the future.
6: Uh, Anyhow. We need to get out of this van. If I know anything, vans only hold back hordes for so long. Should get inside.
3: Okay. I'm going to go. Man, I'm going like, to grab my baseball bat and I'm going to th- push Caleb back out. Okay. I'll fall down to the ground
6: and like slowly climb up. Okay.
0: Uh, the. The shapes that you see moving about in the fog don't seem to close in on you, but you do see the mirror in there. But you guys are able to get out of your vehicle, and you can push back inside if that is your wish.
3: Seeing that they're not closing in, mm-hmm. Caleb, we should try and talk to them. Hey! So... I said it. I don't
0: think Caleb, they want to talk. You call out. <laughs> to the nearest group of shapes that you see Mm -hmm. and you do in fact hear a response and it sounds a little bit like this. (laughs) (laughs) As you get a little close to the edge of the driveway and you can see off in the lawn, there are in fact very large uh, healthy mature hogs, pigs etc. roaming about the grounds. And there are about four of them that seem to be very interested in something. Like, they're... Uh, And when you shout out at them, one of them kind of just looks up and just squeals back at you and then goes back to its work as the fog or the mist sort of wafts
3: back over them. Oh, man, I'm hungry. Well, they don't seem very interested in us. Which is good. And they seem to be very interested in something over there. It's probably another body. Yeah. 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 You hungry? Yeah. No, but let's go look anyway. All
0: right. (laughs) All right. So you guys are going to go try and investigate what's going on with them? I guess so. That feels like investigate a mystery uh, as you guys sneak up. You're trying to get a better look at what they're doing, uh, so yeah, one of you—I don't care which—can go ahead and roll it. Uh, if somebody you else really wanted to want
6: roll, Caleb help to out. Do this. Uh
3: like I'm willing. I- I'll do it. I will help you. I am pushing okay. you forward bravely. All right. Okay. So, so what I'll happens
6: when you help? Phil,
3: roll help yeah. out first. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and how'd you do on that? Uh ten, so I get a they get a plus one. So you got a Yay. plus one, Kayla, to your
0: investigate a mystery roll.
3: Alright.
6: So I got a ten. And you guys are rolling
0: rocks tonight. Uh yeah. okay. Uh so you so on a ten plus, um Let's see. You basically get the answer. You get to ask one of the questions and you get a whole two bonus to to sort of hang on to for now. So what what obviously you're just trying to figure out, like, what is it? And you definitely see that they are not unlike Lady and the Tramp. They are sort of pulling and tearing what looks like these long, almost pasta like tendrils in their mouths, like fighting over (laughs) here and there. Uh, you don't see a full body, though, on the ground or anything like that. You get the feeling, Caleb, considering what you are, that it looks like they're fighting over an intestine, maybe?
6: Okay. Oh. So that, that's, Um, I can't see the full list, but when you get a 10, when you get a 10, is it you just give me extra? Uh, you oh, get a whole two.
0: two. So basically um, you can use that bonus uh, okay. in a bit.
6: Yeah. All right. Yeah, got it. Got it. Um, So I'm sitting there wondering like, they're pretty distracted, but is there any way that I can get a piece of that?
0: Well, you could certainly, you can certainly uh, act under pressure if that's what you're sounding like. Describe what it looks like as you try to go snatch a piece of this intestine from these, this trio of uh, large hogs.
3: Yeah. Jeremy um, beat me in in chat. I was about to make the lady in the tramp statement but yeah <laughs> as they're doing the the lady and the tramp thing like
6: when it's taught that's when i'm mm-hmm. just gonna write in the center just, so that just it all it right separates and everybody gets something
0: okay uh sounds like an act under
6: pressure <laughs> uh, okay. uh do i have to declare my hold two before i roll uh you have to I succeed
5: first
0: yeah yeah i don't yeah go ahead and roll okay Okay, so we can carry that over, which would give you a nine if you wanted. Yeah. No. Uh, so, so, act under pressure, you need a 10 plus to succeed and do what you no. want to do. On a nine plus, it's a partial success. Mm-hmm. So, I get to, you basically get a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. So, as you come in, and you can see two of them kind of tearing apart, you leap forward and you sh- try to snatch with your teeth. Oh. Uh, and I think it's it's pretty simple to say that w- they don't take kindly to you coming up and trying to what? steal their food. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say that you basically get trampled in the process. Uh, okay. And I'm just to say you kind of just get knocked unconscious briefly as you're right. And then these things, and you just watch, Phil, as Caleb rushes in, tries to steal his intestine, and these massive pigs just throw him around and then trample over top of him as they run off deeper into the mist into other parts of the grounds, and they just leave him behind with a little bit of the, the intestine still sticking out of his mouth, but you can tell that he is he is just out.
3: Knocked unconscious. I'm gonna stop uh, when I wake up. Are are there any are there any bits? that don't belong to Caleb still lying around on the ground.
0: Uh sure, we'll say there's a couple tiny little pieces that the pigs didn't
3: grab. Okay. Uh well, I'll go grab Caleb and mm-hmm. I will grab like a couple sticks and pick those up and kind of like wedge Caleb's mouth open and just stuff it full of bits. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh he I've seen him recover doing that before. Sure. Keeping my fingers away from the biting parts. And then I'm just going to drag him inside. You
0: drag him inside? You do that, no problem. We'll cut back to inside, where I think Donna and Anton are still upstairs with now both Archie and Sophia. Sophia, who has actually seen the body now. Corbin, have you made it upstairs as well?
1: Yeah, but it's at a leisurely pace because he, as soon as he has that grimoire, he is just mm-hmm. face planted in it. Like only half registering anything else going on, he snatched some you know some plate of snacks that was next to the brother earlier, just nibbling on something while he's reading the book, wiping crumbs off.
0: Okay, Um, since you're reading so much, you can roll investigate a mystery as you start flipping through this big book of. You realize, by the way, I you can go ahead and roll that. One of the things you obviously realize this is not a giant book of fairy tales this seems to be more of like a historical codex that she just sort of playfully kind of created on the fly into these fairy tales. And so it seems more like this historical track of like generations of witches. It's
1: like the true crime of fairy tales. Ah. Okay. Because I completely fail my role. (laughs) Corbin does not like true crime novels.
0: So on a miss, you reveal some information to the monster, whoever you're talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions, which you have to answer. Um, do you have a hold? Do you have any holds left over? Holds? Holds is like a basically like a little currency that you can exchange. So Caleb kind of had one essentially that he could kind of use to get some sort of effect. But you can use that as well here.
1: No,
0: I don't know that I have any holds per se. No worries. Um. We'll say this: that you are are flipping through it, and like you you you're you're doing a cursory read of a very large, old tome. It's not an illuminated manuscript, but it definitely is written in a very like kind of archaic, kind of font, uh, calligraphy like mm-hmm. handwritten. You think, and it would take some time, probably. Like it's like it's hard to just sort of glean one or two things. I will say though, failing forward a bit that you do notice that there are some notes that have been tucked into it here and there. You can see there's some some loose notes uh, that have been slid into a couple different pages here and there. And it appears like it's handwriting, like recent handwriting, uh, like in a sense, like it's not like doesn't match the kind of, you know, the calligraphy Mm -hmm. of the the actual text. Someone actually has handwritten something. Uh, It's not faded, so you would consider it probably kind of new. Uh, And there's, yeah, and it just seems to sort of have, like, random notes here and there uh, about something that you can study later, if you like. Um,
1: Maybe right around the time I notice that, then I'll see the body, and then turn around and run.
0: Okay, so you're just walking up, you're you're like, you're chewing on something here and here and da-da-da-da-da, chewing and chewing, and then you look up, "Ah!" and then you look at your hand, and you realize in your hand, what you seem to have is this just tiny little piece of meat of some indiscernible origin that is chewy. And you thought maybe it was like a piece of cheese or something, but in fact, it's, ah! and seeing the grandmother, <laughs> ah, oh, oh, it's in your mouth. And you just sort of bolt out of the room at that point.
1: Oh, I don't like that association.
0: <laughs> uh. So, at this point, Sophia is weeping loud uh, inside the room. The door to the mansion opens up and Phil starts, as, as Corbett, you're running out. and You're looking down the staircase. You can see Phil is dragging in Caleb. Anton, you're still inside the room doing a cursory investigation of the scene. Donna, you're next to Sophia weeping and Archie is just down the hallway. Just doesn't give a shit about all this nonsense he needs is 12 hours. Uh, what are you guys up to?
5: Uh, Donna wants to see if she can, uh, this is probably going to go horribly because she's got a negative one for charm, but she's going to work real hard to try to like, will, uh, Sophia to focus, mm-hmm. uh, and try to provide us with a bit more information.
0: So what do you say? What is it you're doing? What does this look like? What does this sound like?
5: Um, do you mind if I roll first just to see how horrible I roll?
0: Uh, well, I'm um, not even sure what you're trying to roll. Like, uh, like you haven't oh, necessarily... Whatever you've done hasn't sorry, necessarily was, aligned with a particular move yet, so...
5: Okay, just, sorry, I, I was thinking sort of in like a it, manipulate. Like, I'm kind of just like, look, yes, this is a very... She's got minus one charm. Uh, yes, this is a very uh, upsetting scene, uh, but we're here to try to solve... This figure out what happened to your brother. We figured out what happened to your brother. Now, something has happened to your mother, so we need information. You can deal later.
4: In particular, uh, is there anything obvious missing out of her room?
0: Uh, she will say, I'll say, since since with Anton's little assist, Anton roll, roll a help out uh, as you're trying to help Don out here. Uh, and then uh, if you're successful at that, Donna might get a little bonus. Oh, God, no. oh goodness. <laughs> oh, With snake no. eyes, definitely not.
8: Um, wow.
0: Okay, I'm gonna miss you. Expose yourself to trouble or danger without helping. I slip on um, a rope of intestine. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and you just kind of fall back onto the bed, disturbing the crime scene. Uh, so I, I, I fall right into the body. <laughs> it's like,
2: oh. <laughs> Dear God. Uh,
0: Donna, go ahead and roll your manipulate someone. And I'll say the trouble or danger, we're going to carry it over to a minus one as this is really, not only is she like really obsessed, like what's happening now. Anton has just horrifically fallen on her dear departed mother. I'm sorry. I
4: I seem to be wearing your mother like a skin suit. Uh, My my apologies. (gasps)
2: What you? Oh, get! Oh, my mama! Oh my goodness! This can't be happening. Not
5: this first serial. Now my mama.
0: Go ahead, Donna. How'd you do?
5: Uh yeah. So I rolled an eleven. Minus one would be a ten. Um okay. So for a normal person, uh, they'll do it. Um, okay. Um, but they may need a little bit more.
2: As she turns
0: to you and she's, you know, eyes are, are, are wet with tears, uh, cheeks just just raining down. And she looks at you.
2: <laughs> what is it you want to know? I, oh, well, I don't understand. This is horrific. This is no. Oh, my God. What? What do you want to know? Cyril didn't do this. He's dead in a freezer yes. downstairs.
5: Oh, I know I know that. Uh is there anything that you haven't told us? But who might be looking for your brother? Uh no. Actually, have you seen anyone in the grounds lately?
2: Mm. No, I haven't seen anyone on the grounds lately. Just Cyril and his and his friend Ronnie, they were <sighs> They were in mom's study, and they were going through her things, and they were, oh, God, they're just always doing this or that, and they they were here really late at night, kind of, they said it was really important, I, I I don't know what that, I don't know what they were doing, they're just, they're weird young men, and they do, I can't believe mom's gone, (laughs) oh, goodness.
5: And Donna will kind of look at Anton. Well, we've got a name. We've got a point of entry. So that's what to look for in this room. But the thing is, is
0: like you don't have a name. Ronnie Drew, you know, is dead. It was the body that you guys found when you went to the farm. uh, When Anton, Caleb and Corbin went to the farm, he's also was killed. Yeah. That's the one that Caleb took a little bite out of. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, And Donna, with her sort of lack of charm, is going to kind of step her way kind of out of the room a little bit. Because okay. um, I'm going to say that she probably hears Phil and uh, Phil coming back in the house.
0: Okay. Corbin, you had something. Corbin just gets the idea to flip back through the book
1: and see. Is Cersei ever referenced in this book?
0: Well, yeah. It okay. is. Okay.
1: Drugsman turns them into into pigs.
0: Briefly remembering like some lit class that took a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Is
4: Corbin anywhere near Anton?
0: He's on the uh, he's on the balcony, I think, outside yeah. of the room with the dead mother. Okay, so I would have seen
4: him with the uh, the grimoire, sure. there, right?
0: Okay, so I'll come over and I'll take out those Polaroids
4: of the symbols from the mm-hmm. vision. So we'll mm-hmm. see if you can match this up with a spell or something in there.
1: Okay, working on that. I. She had lots of guests. She had lots of suitors come over. Cersei drugs the men, turns them into pigs. Uh, maybe that's how they used to keep the old place stocked so easily. Maybe that's how they made their profits because they didn't have to actually pay for livestock. They just brought people in. She'd have her torrid affairs, turn them into pigs, and then grind them up into meat.
5: <laughs> well, that that's, that's quite the theory there, Corbin.
1: Really bad for that kid down there. Like he's messed up, but yeah, I should look for those symbols.
5: Yeah, or or like a undo. Is there like a undo spell thing?
8: Uh,
9: that. So I'll a- say this:
0: the basic questions you've already asked is matching up symbols. Absolutely, you do. You absolutely see magical symbols like the same or the symbols that anton took photos of you see them here in the book and you see them on those notes that fell out of the book as you were flipping through it corbin um, you do seem just sort of trying to read through the chicken scratch that this handwriting is that it seems to be something about a summoning spell mm. uh, yeah it's, it seems it seems to be be something about a summoning spell and then you can see that there are other pages that are trying to sort of deduce a like an anti-summoning spell, like a banishing spell of some kind, uh, and so that's what you see, kind of hastily written on some of these notes. And you can see going through the codex, you can find places where, in some of these, some of these old histories and things like that, you can pick out uh, occasionally where some of those symbols kind of pop up here and there. Like you was sort of whoever it mm-hmm. was was trying to piece something together, I and mean, that's when the door opens up and you can see the body of Caleb being dragged inside and there's Phil in all his fright uh below you as you're looking down from above on the balcony.
3: Oh, Pigs. We're- there's lots of pigs out there.
5: Uh, y- y- yes. Yes.
3: Are the old lady's dead upstairs.
5: Yes, we know. We saw
3: and there's pigs outside. And part of the old lady is dead outside. Hmm. You
0: guys hear a bell ring. And you hear the old man upstairs. Ding
7: dong! The witch is dead!
5: <laughs> oh, Oh. She so takes a big drop. Oh, dear. <laughs>
3: yes. She is.
5: Well... Okay. So we know that Ronnie and Cyril read from the book, worked on stuff together. Now they're both dead. Corbin, you think it was like a call somebody up kind of a thing?
1: Maybe. And the the, the the Cyril like we saw in the vision that he he thought that he had completed the banishment for whatever that thing was. So he probably was close but just didn't get it right or not quite right?
5: But you can get yeah. it right, right?
1: That I mean, clearly. <laughs> I'm not some, like, two-bit hack like this guy is. Uh, but also, all of you will be, like, between me and it. Which would be helpful. He was by himself. He didn't have family. Uh,
8: okay.
4: Yeah.
5: I have faith. I have faith in you. You can do this. You can do this. I feel okay. Yeah. Can we... And so Donna's going to kind of look to Anton and look to Phil. Can we try to like... Do it here?
3: Try to reinforce the house? I mean, this thing broke through... A wall is anything in your thing say that it has to be done someplace stationary or linked
0: Corbin, I would say since you have all the pieces, no role necessary, what you can glean if you, if you're given a few minutes to sort of look through the notes. And if you even show these notes to to Sophia or to Archie or downstairs Mm -hmm. to Zach Zachary, it is in fact Cyril's handwriting, you're sure of it, and from what you can glean, he was trying to summon the creature, uh, and in, do- in doing so, you basically, at, his, at the site of his death, and so the, where the creature were razorback, so he died, as, as Phil and Donna had learned, he died literally by feeding himself to the meat grinder after first feeding like 20-something people at the factory into the meat grinder. And somehow his like mask survived that. And so the, the plan seemed that you can tell is that he was using that site to summon. So the summoning has to happen there. The banishing has to happen there. There is like this whole ritual for drawing out the proper sigils, the proper symbols and sort of a, uh, a, a ritual circle. And it's possible that maybe he did one part of that. Correct. Or maybe he did another part of it. Incorrect. That kind of thing um it certainly seems like the banishing side of this equation like you look at those notes are way more hastily taken than the summoning Mm -hmm. which seems more methodical like he took a lot more time to figure that out and then you probably glean that maybe something went wrong and Mm -hmm. um he rushed to try to figure out a way to stop what he had screwed up
5: okay yeah Uh, can Donna roll a, um, but what I want to try to do is figure out like a, a better way to go about it this time. So like last mm-hmm. time we failed. So kind of trying to use what Corbin's read, what we learned from sort of our failed attempt last time when we had to go run away to mm-hmm. see, okay, we're going to do round two. How can we do this better? Like different weapons or, um, okay. other things that we could kind of add.
1: Ooh. Ooh. They probably have, like, all sorts of fencing around here, right? And this is, like, in Arkansas. So a lot of them will have, like, your chicken mesh-type fencing. Sure. Where, say, it's in the the rolls, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What if we, like, get some tarp, we unroll the roll of fencing, right? Put the tarp over it, do all the banishment glyphs on it, and then have that ready so we can just unroll it, have a couple people do, like, Red Rover style, go around it, with the fencing roll full of the banishment glyphs, so you can just surround him real quick.
5: I like how your brain works.
0: Let's do it. Uh, Donna, if you want to roll that by piecing, like taking everything together, looking at the book, looking at the notes, looking at what Anton's found, looking at what you guys observe, the photos, all that kind of stuff. If you want to try to like kind of piece it all together with an investigate, go ahead and give that a roll. Can I try to help out? Of course. Trying something different. I can do more yeah, than boy. burn. Hey. Yeah. Okay, so that's a plus, uh, plus one to Donna.
5: All right, so this is a... Uh, I'm going to take an audience, which I think is a plus one. Okay. If I remember correctly, I'm going to roll it in. Um, so I'm going to have a plus two then between the audience and... Oh, so... Son of a gun. That's two ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Donna sounds just about as intelligent as I did a little bit ago where I was like, oh, we have a name. Oh, we have the person that's already dead. Hey, we can pull him here. No, not here.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I am going to. Sorry. I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna fail. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to fail forward. <laughs> I got to fail forward this. Uh, But I'm going to remember this for later, but I'm going to fail forward and say that while Corbin's plan sounds mostly okay, but it does also seem like that was also in the notes for Cyril, like they were he was planning something similar. What you would probably be able to glean is that the banishment spell what it really does is more of like kind of untether and essentially make him vulnerable. Right, make him vulnerable to be defeated, and so it's not just like you snap a finger and he goes away, but that just kind of like sort of lessens his defenses and makes him more susceptible to like the tools that helped uh, kill him to begin with. Uh, so effectively, like you, you're kind of gleaning a weakness here that that he that this whole banishment spell essentially makes him vulnerable, and then the tools of the slaughterhouse specifically are the things that could actually. Kill him once that tether is broken.
3: That's yeah, very it's like good we, knowledge.
1: We've got a couple of chains or whatever that had yeah. broken off before. Yeah. Or the hooks so, or whatnot.
3: Here's an idea. Mm-hmm. These people just happen to notice are very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Which means they've got a lot of vehicles. Let's borrow one of theirs. We'll go to the meat place. You'll do the thing. And then when he shows up and he's angry and he can get hurt, we just plow into him with a vehicle. And then everyone else just runs in and stabs him with, like, the meat hooks and stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
5: That sounds like a good addition to the plan there, brother.
1: I know where there's a young man who's very drunk and I could probably take the keys off of him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a good person. <laughs> just, just tell him that he's out of gin and you're going to run to the store and get more.
1: Who's oh, smart, Phil? I'm never going to say that again.
3: Yeah, but I know you're going to be thinking it. Like, it's out there. You like me. It's fine. So, yeah,
1: that's okay. A hey, buddy. Yeah, I see that. I, I see that's going real low guy. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go make a gin run real quick. I'm just gonna borrow
2: these. I'll make a gin run for you. All right. Mm-hmm. No? That's very kind of you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very kind of you.
0: Warriors who drink gin sure know how to win. Yes. <laughs> True.
1: One thing I want you to remember. That's right. You're too legit. Too legit.
0: <laughs> Puts him <them> together. <laughs> goes to bow. And his momentum carries him forward. He just smashes to the ground inside the library. I'll make sure to turn him on his side so he doesn't choke on his own vomit. You turn him on his side and you grab his car keys. Okay. All right. I love so, this guy. He's such a good <laughs> such a good NPC. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> okay. So so we'll say around this time, Caleb, you can come back to consciousness. Anton, have you been doing any other investigative uh, things while this conversation has been going on?
4: I'm really interested to find out if anything else was taken. Um, it seems passingly odd to me that the creature just came in through the window, murdered the person, and left. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. look around. I mean, I'm technically I already failed because I only got the one question in the room, Jeff. But that's yeah. what Anton would be doing is looking to see for this maybe a little swipe of blood somewhere where someone had moved something or knocked yeah. something over. Look under the
0: bed. Sure. Uh I'll say one of the things you do find if you just and no role necessary. We can we can kind of roll this over. You do find there is a false panel uh behind the closet. And you can see that there is some kind of like like shrine or altar that's kind of set up there with these dark black candles, none of which are lit currently. You can see that there is something that's been some sort of symbol that has been smothered on the on the wall a bit. It definitely looked like there is something in like the middle of the altar that is not there. Like you can see that it's like, like there's like the residue of something and it's not there. So whatever was on there was likely taken. Okay,
4: I was 50-50 whether it was a cult stuff or a sex dungeon.
0: Could have been either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not both, right? <laughs> no, with that, that grandma. <laughs> the swing oh, from man. the
4: ceiling kind of, you know, hmm, could be either. Let's <laughs> uh, point this out to folks. Uh, see if any of the residents of the house knew what was in the room.
0: Uh, I would say that m- probably... From what you've gleaned, the only real person that seemed to give the mother any real mind to her witchery was Cyril, who's dead. So Zachary's unconscious. Archie doesn't really want to talk to you guys too much. And he kind of gums and, and he's just sort of cackling and this like he's high on his oxygen. And then uh, Sophia, if you show her, she'll look at it. And she just was just like, I've seen that symbol before.
2: Um, I've seen it. Where have I seen it? I've seen it oh,
0: oh, here. Again. And, and then he, she starts kind of having you follow her around the, the room and like, no, no. And then it kind of out like, no. And you, she starts seeing her point to it. And like this decorative molding in various places throughout the house, that symbol that she has drawn in the back of the wall is sort of popped up here and there. But what you notice, Anton, is that that a sort of decorative molding that has this symbol, it looks like intact, whereas on the wall, it seems like something scraped through it, kind of breaking that sigil or breaking that seal. Corbin kind of, you kind of, you kind of tap him into this. He flips through the book. It's some sort of protective wording. And so it looks like it just sort of is is like, like like she was using this in a way as like a, I don't know, some some form of protection. And it was sort of scraped down and scraped through.
5: Okay. Can we, can we use that to kind of like keep them out while we make our preparations for the trap and then get rid of it and then kind of like only let them in once we're ready for them?
1: I mean, I'm clear an evocation school specialist, but I'll do some abjuration, <laughs> sure. Uh,
6: quick question.
0: question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you
6: wake up, do I still have meat treats in my mouth?
0: Yeah, they taste delicious.
6: All right, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm going to try, gonna try and use my immortal ability. I mean, my unquenchable vitality. Sure. And... Uh, Absolutely. Here we go. Okay,
0: you can uh, heal one arm, one harm, and you can stabilize your injuries.
6: Sweet. And okay. uh, at that moment, it's like... Hey, Phil.
3: You're back? and All I- right. I left you some snacks. Huh? Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, your brother figured out magic and we're going to go get a car and we're going to run a pig over. Oh, he's already figured out
6: magic a long time ago.
3: He's figured out this magic, but still, oh, of course he would. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> all right. We're good. We're, we're going to steal a car. I love it when you're this chipper, but I'm also terrified about how you get this chipper. (laughs) Uh, I'm always a chipper. We're going
1: to borrow a car. I wonder what kind of car this dude has. Like, that, I'm waiting for that
3: payoff. I hope it's a DeLorean. Dude, let's go find out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey. (laughs) Hey, uh, rock, paper, scissors for who gets to drive it. All you, my friends, All you.
0: Guess guys go and you find the garage and you can see that there are, you were not wrong. There are several vehicles of different kinds, very elegant town cars. There's a rolls. Uh, you can see that there is like an actual motorcycle as well. And you can see that there's some decaling on the motorcycle and the little, uh, the little license plate it says it's basically S-N-T-Z-U uh, <laughs> as the license plate to the motorcycle. And you can see that next to it, there is a pristine looking DeLorean <laughs> that Yay! says S-N-T-Z-U-2.
3: So good. So good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you can drive it, man. Well, me? You're just going to let me? Yeah, it's not a problem. (laughs) We are planning on crashing this into a giant pigman monster, so. (laughs) (sighs) What? And you want
6: something that small? It's solid steel,
3: man. Uh, Oh, I...
5: those those cars are better. They uh, nowadays they you know they're made to buckle so that they go around you. Not now, these.
3: This is just a big like <laughs> axe head coming right at it. Oh, cool! Is anybody
6: going to ride with me, or
3: I go and solo with you? Oh, huh? I'll ride with you. Okay,
6: I'm riding the motorcycle.
0: Okay, fair enough. There are plenty of, there's like cabinets with keys and such. It's fine. And even Sophia is like, like, never, you won't me. Just
2: please give vengeance for my dear mama. And Cyril, the stupid, sadistic boy that he was.
0: <sighs> and uh, pop open the garage. And you can see that out in front of you, uh, scattered about the, the fields, the driveway, etc. There are dozens and dozens of pigs that seem to be wandering the grounds.
5: Do they pay us mind as we yep. drive? No, they're through? just wandering.
0: They're just chilling here and there. Some are mm. eating, some them are sleeping, some are just moseying around.
5: Donna will stare them down the whole time we're driving by but not aim for any of them if they seem to ignore us.
0: Yeah, they get in the way a bunch. They don't, like, attack the car or anything like that, but they get in the way a bunch, and they don't really like to move. So you kind of, like, nudge them a little bit, and then they squeal off, or you honk the horn, and they get really frightened, and they scatter here and there. But they're big honking suckers. Like, they're really big, and you can see their faces are just sort of covered with blood, like they've recently eaten something. Um, Each one of their eyes, you can tell, they all have, like, this very kind of very human looking eyes, like sad, uh, sad eyes, uh, as if, uh, as if they don't even really look like pig eyes anymore. They just look like human eyes every time you look at them.
5: Donna's going to turn to maybe Anton or somebody else who's in the vehicle. Should we be shooting those things?
4: Pull out my gun and it's like, You've seen me shoot this thing, lady, haven't you? I, if you're
1: asking, you make a fair point. <laughs> I'll hop on the motorcycle, just kind of ride a perimeter around the hogs, okay? holding onto the, and then just do the gout of flame that this is the, the burning spell, and just kind of do the burning hand spell, driving the motorcycle in a circle around them with the other palm extended, to just burn them? <laughs> are you... Just so you're because to, that sounds Are you trying awesome. to harm
0: them? Are you trying to harm them, or are you trying I to just, th- like, herd them out of the
1: way? Do we sincerely want to, like, actually put them out of their misery, Donna?
5: Well, there's one one or two options. Either they're going to get better when we uh, take care of the other one, or they're not going to get better, and then we're going to try to be killing that one, and then all of them are going to come at the same time. We're going to have to be, deal with the big one and all the little ones.
1: Uh... I mean, I'm clearly not the moral compass of this party. So, like, if if somebody says, "Hey, let's kill him now and put him out of their misery," I'm here for it. Hey, I dare you?
6: What? I dare you to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, right, to you, guys. Try I Try to help. send
5: the herd so they don't chase us later.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this sounds like you're rolling, not kick some ass for you. You're specifically rolling your magic spell here as mm-hmm. you're trying to go around and you're trying to herd them. There are dozens and dozens. They are huge. They are probably a couple hundred pounds, uh, or 150, 250 pounds, something like that. They're very, very big faces covered, And so you're trying to essentially scorch them, uh, mm-hmm. while also riding a, uh, uh, yes, a hog, so to speak. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. This is there hot
1: hog on hog action. This is hot
0: hog. That's what people tune in to yep. lollygaggers <laughs> for, is hot hog on hog <laughs> action. Because the nice thing
1: about the the burn everything ability is I can make it an area effect instead sure. of ignore armor.
0: Okay. Yeah, man. If you get them all, you go whole hog. That's, okay. Yes.
1: Thank you. You knew exactly where I was going.
0: Go ahead and uh, I'm gonna say go ahead and do that, but take a minus one as you're trying to do this while also uh, hold, drive, you know, riding the motorcycle as well. So yeah, like you're kind yeah, of, of course. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh god, <laughs> I don't know how to drive a motorcycle. What am I doing? Really, oh my gosh. He rolled, <laughs> he rolled a six. No
0: oh, yeah. goodness. Oh, let's see.
1: That's just
0: great. Tears. <laughs> there
1: was no need to do this at all no and yes just... there was it
0: was hilarious okay uh so on a miss you lose control of the magic uh and it basically never it never ends well so here's what we're gonna say this is what happens as you start rounding them up you're you know riding around you're hurting them a little bit. Of t- a little bit of fire here and there to kind of just nudge them to the center. You're kind of herding them around, maybe the section of the lawns so that clears the driveway, and there's maybe two dozen of these things, Uh, and you're just sort of casting the spell, and then you go as you as you're driving to cast the spell and essentially immolate this circle of pigs that are just squealing like crazy in pain. But in doing so, you kind of like the fire doesn't necessarily come out quite right and it spreads, and it does in fact immolate and just set these on fire. Some of them get caught up in it and just immediately die. Others just run off into the night no longer to be seen. But you also kind of catch yourself on fire, and you can see the fire just kind of snakes down, and it kind of gets on the motorcycle as well. And then there's just this moment where the motorcycle appears to be on fire, and Corbin the the gas tank just goes... (laughs) And you can, you all watch as Corbin oh, kind of goes ass over tea kettle and gets thrown like a comet through the night onto the, uh, onto the lawn somewhere. And, the the motorcycle flops down beside, uh, I'll say, let's go ahead and take a, take a point of harm Yeah. Uh, as the, as the motorcycle explodes. But you do probably kill, I would say three quarters of them or so, know, maybe it. a handful sneak off into the night.
1: That's perfect because bad
0: luck charm would keep
1: me from directly hurting myself, but sitting okay. with the bike on fire, totally, yeah,
5: perfect. And okay. so Donna driving the pickup will kind of circle around <laughs> and just kind of like it, this looks very cool. How she just kind of spins so that like the bed of the truck is right there. So all you have to do is like kind of get up and just kind of like slide yourself in there. Oh.
1: That me. I'll dare you to do something <laughs> next time, Caleb. Got a little me. flame in his hair.
0: <laughs> 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 fire as he comes out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna the whole lawn is on fire. You, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the whole lawn is completely on fire. Distant you sounds of post? squealing. <laughs> the smell of barbecue <laughs> is kind of just like <laughs> wafting through the air. All right. And with that, 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 you guys.
5: That was one way to do it, Corbin. That was one way to do it. Yeah, that looks so cool. <laughs>
1: it, it felt cool until the nearly dying part. With that, you isn't guys, that how
6: our tears always work out, though?
0: With that, you guys leave the mansion. <laughs>
5: okay so that's a disembodied voice from above <laughs> <laughs> the big face grandma is that like, you
0: are we doing this or what
6: like i got other places to go
0: <laughs> all right it is like three four o'clock in the morning something like that so what's the plan what do you guys want to do where do you head next what do you want to do next
5: Uh, we're going Mm -hmm. to the place where we've got to do the thing. So we're going to go, we're going to go back to where he died because that's the place to either call him or send him away. And the first thing we're going to do is set up, repeat that little sigil that we saw everywhere, but the bedroom to make sure that he can't interrupt our surprise.
0: Okay. So we'll say you drive on back to the factory, back the way you came. And you drive up to the grounds. You can see you guys are, again, you're in your, um, I think you have three cars now. You have your two normal cars and then someone's driving a freaking DeLorean because <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> and so you make it back to the grounds of the Kalant factory. It is extremely dark. You don't see any lights anywhere. All you do, all you really hear are the sounds of basically insects and you also hear the familiar sounds of these distant echoes of like pig squeals here and there, as you think there's probably more here or there. And even along the way, your travel from the mansion to the factory, there are times when you would look out the window and you would like kind of look out into a field or you would look into someone's yard or you even look down a side street and you would just see more and more of these like large groups of of pigs just sort of showing up in places that they really shouldn't be there. Uh, but you may get back maybe a few stray pigs you just catch running away as the headlights come up and you pull back up. So walk me through, you guys are just going to go right in. Uh, what's your, what's your approach? How does this look? Describe it to me.
3: Find a bay door. Okay. Yes. We got to have the DeLorean inside for maximum ambush um that's the part i figured out And okay. i guess we start painting symbols on the walls okay
5: yeah i would okay. say um like painting the symbols in such a way that it's easy to sort of paint back over them so like mm-hmm. all around the outside before we go inside
0: okay so you're painting that kind of like warding symbol and everything okay mm-hmm. all right yeah so we'll say, Phil, you're looking for a way to get the DeLorean inside. So you're kind of circumventing, you're moving around the factory, looking for like mm-hmm. a bay, like a, a way that you can kind of get something like, like cargo, yeah. low factory loading. Okay. Donna, you start, we'll assume you picked up paint and stuff like that uh, before you left the grounds. I'm sure they had some at the mansion that you can start doing some of this. Absolutely. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? What does it look like as you guys arrive? Uh,
6: Caleb's just going to drive the car, um, wherever Phil tells him to go and he's going to
0: wait. So we'll say Phil is slowly with headlights on, presumably to give Phil some, some sight. just kind of trailing Phil as you guys go around, uh, the, the factory site. Now it's overgrown. It's not like clear parking lot anymore. Like you're, you're, it's bumpy here and there, but not to the point where it's really going to cause any major trouble as you leave like that little Sandy ground. What about uh, Corbin and Anton? What are the two of you doing as we first
4: approach? Is is there actually a security guard or anyone, like a security pillbox or anything around?
0: No. Normally what would happen is a security guard would come and visit, do just do a walkthrough, and then leave until he was killed by the pig guy and gutted on the grounds, (laughs) setting off this adventure. So they haven't replaced him yet. (laughs)
4: They haven't replaced him. (laughs) They could have offered the next guy like a whole fifty cents more an hour to compensate the last guy being
0: gutted on the premises, you know. Uh, So no, there's no, there's no, there's no security pillbox or anything like that. Uh, But there was, yeah, they they did regularly send someone out here, and that's that's how this all kind of got started.
1: Hmm. I know for me, I'm working on the, the
0: banishment sigils. Okay. Are you trying to, so are you doing that? Are you going inside to do that? Or are you staying outside? Like where, where, where are you actually pushing that up? I don't honestly, I feel like if we
1: try and cheat it and do it on the outside of the building, I don't think that'll work. I think
0: you so got to go in bravely goes into the factory all by himself into the dark factory all by himself. Anton's gonna go with him. No, 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 no. You're busy painting warding symbols (laughs) around the factory. Anton, what are you doing?
4: You know what? Um, I guess. I guess I'll just kind of have my gun out pointed away from my friends and just kind of be on overwatch uh, as the painting goes on.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do you want to go inside with Corbin or do you want to stay outside with Donna as the two of them are both kind of working on something when it comes to this this situation?
4: Corbin's got the thing that's probably more dangerous. I'll go with Corbin.
0: Okay. So Anton (laughs) and Corbin bravely go inside. The two of you go inside and as you do, Everything's quiet. The only thing you hear are the sounds of insects and like pigs scurrying about and you can even hear them inside as well. And as you walk in, just like that, the machinery turns on. You kind of mm-hmm. come inside, you get maybe 10 feet in and all of a sudden light starts flickering here and there. These these old fashioned like kind of halogen, you know, dang, dangle lights here and there that were flickering on before. Same thing happens again conveyors start working up you hear this metal on metal grinding as that meat grinder is trying to like just chew through the grating that that catwalk grating that fell into it you can see chains kind of cycling up and down conveyor shifting here and there all of the damage that you all had done before is still there nothing's changed it doesn't like reverted. but definitely everything seems to have come active again and you notice that there are little, well, not little, large little shadows here and there as inside are several slaughterhouse pigs uh, that are kind of moving about in the darkness, squealing here and there. Outside, Phil and Caleb, you are driving around looking for a way to get the uh, the DeLorean inside, looking for some bay doors. And just like I described in the in the inside, you see these little pods and groups of these small hogs here and there moving about, um, at the site of the, at the site of the car, they scatter. They don't really kind of get in your way too much. And all of them really seem to be chewing on this or chewing on that, or just kind of getting each other's way. And then Donna left alone outside all by herself, uh, paints a series of warding symbols. Okay. So, um, Phil, Caleb, it takes you a little while. This is an enormous factory. But you will eventually find a way in. Uh, you do notice that there are old gates. They're heavily chained. Doesn't look like they've been used in ages. Uh, Phil, you're outside. You look at the chains, and it's like a it's like an old padlock. They're rusted, but you're pretty sure no one has opened this, this section in maybe 15, 20 years, for all you know.
3: Uh let's drive through that. All right.
0: Okay. Uh sounds great. So you're just gonna you're just gonna plow
3: through it? Yeah, okay. I mean we gotta get through it. It's rusty, it's locked, and we have the world's largest key right now. Okay. Uh Caleb,
0: roll and act under pressure as you try to drive the vehicle square through this.
6: All right. Down 11. It's one ladder.
3: I nice. 11. 11.
0: Okay, so you roll 11, you manage to plow right through, the doors rip open, the chains tear apart, they fall down to the ground, and you see yourself staring directly at the back side of this whole kind of conveyor system. You can see that you're on the far side of probably the same room that you were in earlier, and Corbin's on the other side. You presume but you can't necessarily see them, but you can see at this point that the lights have already kind of flickering on here and there. And you can also see that the machinery is once more working. Uh, If you've busted in now, there's not a ton of room to maneuver in this, uh, in this area with the, with the car, but you can the very, the very least kind of push through into this sort of loading area here and there and there's like kind of uh, kind of places where you, you would imagine they probably back some trucks into to either load stuff up or unload or whatever it might be. Okay. Uh, so we've got Corbin you're inside trying to set up this banishing banishing but what does it look like as you're trying to do it?
1: Um, Imagine there's like a ton of salt. You know salt is often used for that sort of thing to begin
0: with. You cure sure. the hams. It just seems natural, like you're... Yeah. So it's I mean, a, it's they, they never really cleaned this out, so there's still a lot of stuff in here. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of equipment. There's still a lot of, like, substances and stuff in here. So I'd imagine there's probably some bags or there's probably some storage here and there. It's long, it's old, it's there, but it's you'll probably find yeah. some here and there as you're moving about, no problem.
1: So he's kind of, like, tossing that out. There's the gore and viscera that's here naturally, so it's kind of, like, a little bit of a gross thing where, like he's using the viscera that's already here to be something that the salt could be tossed onto and then just kind of like animating the the horn serpent uh, tattoos to kind of have them like burn the crystals of salt into place where they need to be and okay. then they kind of are glowing just a little bit from the heat from okay. that so there's kind of like an uh, some active resonating magic within them
0: okay uh, so as you're doing this, Anton, you're kind of giving cover, Overwatch, etc. Corbin, you're kind of walking through the sort of ritual process. Uh, we'll say go ahead and let's say I don't know, I don't know. We can do use magic. We can do act under pressure. Either one of those is probably fine. I would lean towards use magic.
3: I'm yeah, definitely yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, was that
5: a success? Yeah, it's 10.
3: You oh, did it.
1: I can't see. It does the jump to bottom button for me. I'm like, I don't know if oh. I did it or not.
5: I've, I've got a, a fix for that remind, remulator. I'll tell you. Oh, nice. Thanks I was having to the to same find. issue and I fixed it.
0: Okay. So you kind of go through this process. You get this whole banishing single And as you do so, you can see that the machinery starts to speed up. The conveyors start to go faster. The grinding of the uh, of like of that metal that's trying to go through the meat grinder is getting louder and louder and louder. You can see the flickering of the lights goes more and more. The chains that are kind of swinging back and forth here and there, like this this sort of circuitous movement of the chains hanging down from this rack, like they're all, everything's just moving faster and faster and faster. And the doors on the far. We'll say, we'll call it the north side. Uh, we'll say you're on the west side. We'll say Phil and Caleb just came in the east side. And we'll say the south side is probably around where like the offices and such were that you guys explored the last time you we were around here. The doors on the far north side that were kind of protected in some ways by the figure uh, that you fought, they swing whoosh, wide open. You see them just burst open. Uh, there's no explanation why. There's no wind. There's nothing. They just burst open. One of them flies off the hinges and goes scattering across the ground.
8: That's uh, exactly how I meant
3: for that to go. <laughs> Amazing. What do I need to roll to to keep my pants clean? <laughs> Uh, that seems act under pressure say. clearly.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> Melissa with a shit joke. Look at that. Okay, <laughs> thought I'd never see the day. Oh, I'm good. Okay, so uh, you didn't realize to roll it. <laughs> I was You're totally not yeah, rolling. It. I know. Okay, so <laughs> the door rips open. Scatters across the ground. All of the mystery is going really, really late. You still don't see anything other than a handful of pigs kind of scattering here and there of appropriate weight and size that they need to be, insert here.
3: Uh, What do you want to do? Uh, First thing I want to do is I want to look over to see Corbin. Is his part done? As far as Corbin knows,
0: he thinks... I would say, Corbin, yeah. you think you've gone through the ritual, you've looked through the notes of Cyril, you've looked through the notes that are in the book by, like, Penelope, as, like, best as you can tell. Like, you think you've corrected whatever error that maybe he made and trying to do this before?
1: Yeah, there's lots of creepy salt crystal formations that are kind of glowing with embers and, like, the blood mm-hmm. behind them to kind of give a nice little hue to the glowing light.
3: Okay. Uh, I think we need bait to get the pig over here for the ritual, right?
6: Yeah. That's probably
3: Okay, that's I, I take my shoes off and oh, I run over there.
6: I need to stay here.
0: <laughs> Caleb, you're, Caleb, you're in the car, I think. I think you're in the DeLorean still.
7: Okay. I'm just talking Phil, to myself. You see yeah, you get the wind. Do you <laughs> <laughs> just camera cuts inside? It's
0: just Caleb talking to himself. Phil, you run <laughs> barefoot over towards the um, over towards the the entranceway. Uh, Anton, you're still covering Corbin as best you can. And Donna, we'll say at this point you probably finished your wards. Um, go ahead, roll act under pressure to see if you accurately painted some of these wards correctly. There, Donna.
5: I'm sorry, what am I rolling?
0: Uh act under pressure as uh you were oh, kind of painting outside all yeah, by yeah, yourself yeah. while there were yeah, random yeah, yeah, squeals yeah. and you heard the sounds of the machinery yeah. kicking, etc. etc.
5: Yep, yep, yep. Uh that is a n- n- nine.
0: Okay. Oh.
5: Worse outcome, keep- hard choice or price to pay.
0: You're doing the whole you can't you can't just roll in the system or we can get the the actual uh, I just told you. The, ke- the
5: keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Okay. Um, all right.
0: Uh, I will say as best you can tell, uh, as best as you think that you are trying, you think you've covered the entirety or at least spaced some of the words on the outside uh, of the, uh, the factory. You interspersed them as best you could. Uh, thinking that you might, you probably have covered the entire grounds. So you think you've made a good kind of a good, a good kind of a uh, barrier so that if like him trying to leave or something like that, it would be very difficult. You don't think there is any secret ways out that you might've missed. Definitely. Donna is nothing proud
5: like that. of the, her work. Sure. 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 She thinks she has done well. Okay.
0: So, uh, then Phil, we're gonna cut back yes. to you as D- Donnie you finished up. Phil, you you rush over with your with bare feet towards where the yep. door just got smashed open inside the factory. What do you do, Phil?
3: Uh well, I it may seem arbitrary, but I took the shoes off. That way there is maximum slapping noises on this concrete as I run over there. Okay. Obviously, this pig man. He went for my feet before, so I'm trying to give him a well, an enticing target. Okay. Uh, I run over there, um, and I yell out, uh, I just yell out insults. Hey, Mr. Pigman, the Reddings send their regards, and that old lady says you weren't that good. Just trying to... Draw <laughs> this pig thing this direction.
5: <laughs> Offend his ego. Yeah, <laughs> two pump uh, jump.
3: <laughs> Phil,
0: make a manipulate someone test yeah. as you try to see if you can <laughs> taunt <laughs> them out. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay.
3: Okay. Okay. That's an, an eight. eight. Yeah.
0: Uh so they do it but only if you do something for them right now to show them you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would take for them to do it. Here's what I'll say is as you yeah. taunt, you hear yeah. this sort of like dull distant squeal from deep down whatever dark hallway you're now looking at where the door is ripped off. You can yeah. see that do- on the sides of the walls are all sorts of strange occult symbols and things like that. And you can see that there's like a flickering light in the hallway. And at okay. the far end of the hallway, all you really see is just like this mass of like, of like meat, just like this stack of nasty, rancid meat, like a good 25 feet or so down this hallway. And okay. you get the sense that, That you might need to get a little closer to really lure them out. You might need to actually go down the hallway a bit.
3: You know, um, we got to get the job done. You all hear the slapping of feet as I run down this hallway now with echo. Okay. So you're running...
0: Down, down the uh, down the hallway. You get about halfway through. Your feet start to slip a bit. As like, oh no! You can see on the ground it's just blood, like everywhere, just all over the place. And you're kind of slip and you're sliding. Yeah. And you're like you're taunting, you're taunting, you're taunting. And then you see that big pile of meat stir, and just. (sniffs) And kind of almost like birthing out of it, this massive like 10 to 12 foot tall man crawls up, got his, got his whole getup is still there. And he just sort of peels himself and just rips apart like the tissue uh, of this uh, of this like meat sack that he's kind of crawling out of. You hear the sounds of chains. You see like the dragging of a cleaver as he sets it there, uses it as a way to prop himself up. And there he stands before you just a handful of feet away. And I'll give you an opportunity to tell me what you're doing, Phil, as it does seem you've gotten his attention.
3: Gotten his attention. Uh, This plan is going great. Uh, I whip, my baseball bat and I just throw it at him and I turn around <laughs> and run away screaming. throw the baseball bat? Yes. You
8: throw the baseball bat, <laughs> yes. the baseball
0: bat at him. As he begins to very slow stomp in your direction. <laughs> A partial success. That's nice. Okay. You and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based oh. on bubble. Okay. So you do in fact uh, manage to do inflict some harm on him. As you throw you throw the bat, it like catches him right on the face right as like this mask is kind of adhering and sticking and grinding into his actual face skin. And then he just swings out at you with this chain in one hand that has a hook at the end as you're running away and it just catches you right
3: across the back. So I've got some light questions. Sure, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, so last time we encountered the pig, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did manage to take five harm, sure, and unstable injuries. Okay, okay. Just making sure that was out there. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I sure, offered sure, to burn
1: you. I, I did thought you burn you would me? Let
3: me? I thought that sounds right. How much does your burn do? Three. I, I don't know jeff did he burn me
0: uh i don't know did you guys i i, I don't know you tell him i mean you had you had, had time to do so i mean i think you guys okay. even stopped at one point like on the side mm-hmm. of the road we... to do some healing okay. i don't remember who got it I yeah donna's it got
5: three harm as well so okay that okay probably assume, would have been the thing that we so, would have we'll done
0: assume you probably got healed then that's fine i don't okay mind. i'll go down to two okay all right uh take seven heart not just kidding. Uh go
1: ahead and say me, son of a
3: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck, I'm glad you got this damage math figured out. Doesn't matter anyway, you're dead. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He <laughs> slings out.
0: He's, he slashes out with this like these sort of sharp uh, some sort of yeah. sharp hook at the end of this chain, and you just feel it rake across your back. And a whole burst of blood comes out of your back and lands and adds to that slickness on the ground. Take two harm. Okay. Okay. Uh, And uh, as you start running out, but you can hear the sounds of sort of footsteps and such kind of crawling out. So uh, the rest of you uh, that are inside the, uh, the actual factory, you do see running out of that hallway blood pouring down from his back is phil theodore and you hear the sounds of heavy footfalls following uh and it's at that moment that you start to see the contours of that large pig man begin to come through and sounds like anton's taking a shot anton (laughs) roll kick some ass as you start firing in the direction of phil and this creature running out We'll, we'll kick some ass we have any uh audience uh uh, Melissa would
4: know. yes we do know.
5: yes we do
4: all right I'll use one uh this okay. adds one to the roll right uh yeah. yeah yeah it's a plus one it's like a plus one yeah I gotcha
0: hey
4: uh so a 10 uh
0: uh-huh. fantastic so kick some ass with a 10 you get to choose so you get to choose one extra effect you can either gain the advantage so you take one forward or give one forward to another hunter you can inflict terrible harm which means plus one harm to what you're doing. You can suffer less harm, meaning minus one harm, or you can force them where you want them. So
4: what is the extra effect? Uh, So I only get to pick one, right?
0: Well, yeah, you're going to do your harm. That's the main effect. And then you get an extra thing on top of it.
4: Right. So the extra thing, I think, is to... uh, uh, I'm going to give the advantage to the next person. It's going to set the next person up for whatever they want to do. So,
0: Okay. So you start... You start fi- So he bursts through this entryway, chasing after Phil, and doesn't necessarily know that the gu- and the g- gunfire starts coming. A few of them hit, thump, thump, and they just kind of burrow right into the chest as if it doesn't really phase him. But it does kind of momentarily disorient him as if he didn't see it coming. Uh, and so he does have this moment of, um, uh, of, of kind of uncertainty. And then he just sort of hurdles out, and he screams this loud, horrific pig squeal. And this this uh, this chain with a hook kind of slashes down through you, Anton, that you're standing there firing, firing, firing. And it's just this chain comes out as if it's trying to cut off your very hand. Uh, go ahead and take a point of harm uh, as one of these uh, one of these very quickly swinging pendulums of chains happens to catch you while you stand still and take the shot. Uh, the next person, however, gets plus one. Uh, who is oh. who's doing something next as Phil continues to run?
5: Can we say Donna finished doing what she was doing outside so she can now make her way inside for next round?
0: Yeah, I'll say you hear the sounds of the gunfire. You push and you can probably run in, push the door open. You can see that Anton's firing and now he's like kind of his hand is like bleeding as one of these huge pendulum chains swings down at him. You can see Caleb in the far, far side and the other side of all this machinery is kind of. Got the got the Delorean there. Phil is running, coated in blood, and Corbin is near his his little kind of banishing circle thing. Okay, who's doing what?
6: I mean, can I see them yet?
0: Uh, yeah, you can see Phil running out uh, of the uh, of the hallway. You can see Mm -hmm. the thing chasing him, and you can see the the creature getting shot by Anton.
6: Yeah. Okay, so at this point. I'm gonna do like the thing in the movies where like the car was like quiet and everything, and then all of a sudden I turn the car on and like the lights come up, which is totally a bad <laughs> idea, but it makes for a good moment in the, in the movies. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then I'm just gonna gun it.
0: Okay. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna
6: try to go to the future after I hit him.
0: All right. Lots of machinery, lots of swinging, uh, swinging change, things moving on very tight quarters as you're trying to literally drive this DeLorean through this factory. Act under pressure. I think this is what it's going to be. All right. Uh, and uh, you're trying to essentially just smash into him, right? Yep. And are you trying to, like, hurt him? Or are you trying to move him? Are you trying to incapacitate him?
6: Uh, the plan was to pin him so everyone else okay. could use the hooks on him. Was that, that it? Sounds, mm-hmm.
0: I think that's about right. Yeah. Yep. yep, go ahead. So, and, so go ahead and um, roll act under pressure.
6: And I want to use an audience die. Okay. Got it. Uh, your total is. You got what? A uh, 11. 11? 11. And okay. um, how long do those holds last? Is it too late or. Um, uh like, I can't we can hold
0: last the whole session or not. It's a good question. I don't remember the name. I'm the answer too. Melissa, do you have the the primer up?
5: Uh looking, looking, it. looking. Uh it just says can be cashed in for specific effects per the move used. So it needs to kind of relate to the move. Okay. So then, like yeah. if you had a oh, hold yeah. from investigate and you're doing another investigate, gotcha. you've got a hold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, okay. We will say, however, that as you smash into him, as he was sort of distracted, you know what? Did you take the plus one from Anton? The plus no, one I didn't. forward? That makes it okay. 12.
8: Yay! Yeah.
0: Okay. So nice. you do, in fact, get to 12. You may choose to either do what you wanted in something extra or to do what you wanted to absolute perfection.
6: Absolute perfection. We- just want to do that.
0: So you want to <laughs> just
6: pin him. You want to
0: pin this 10 foot tall pig man. Murderer beneath your DeLorean. Is that right? I just want to make sure I got this correct.
6: Uh, you know, like like kind of against the wall, Okay. like uh, so that way if he tries to push back, I can um, Use more of the force of the engine to keep him there.
0: You you so you go ahead and you pin him against the wall. He just goes And he's like reaching out his arms are so long that he's kind of smashing against the Uh windshield Uh eventually gonna get through Yeah, he's not. Doesn't grab you, but you can see he might have had you rolled worse uh, as he smashes <laughs> into the window and he's kind of in the windshield of trying to get through to you. Uh, but you have, in fact, pinned him against the wall, uh, and he is in place. Uh, Phil, you've managed at this point to dodge out of the way. The, the very least, nice. this guy's there's still stuff in yeah. the there's still active things in the in the room, but you have managed to slide out of the way. Who's doing next?
1: Um. I had, from earlier, we had that length of chain with the hook on it from whenever we did our getaway that we got to keep a piece of that. Um, so the the burn everything basically says when you use magic to inflict harm, that's when you can do the, the three harm ignore armor. What I would want to do is to basically just kind of like animate the uh, the horn serpent tattoo have it wrap itself through the links of the chain and kind of get the head of the tattoo to then animate at the end of the hook and have it kind of come through, latch into the side of him, and then have the end of the chain come to the spinning wheels of the car. So I'm like kind of doing a combo move with my brother, ramming oh, with the man. car to perfection, the wheels spinning, get the chain into him, then have the, have the hook go into him, have the chain go down to the wheels, and let the car help with it some
0: absolutely uh this is you uh, you're just using used magic right that's all you're, mm-hmm. you're to animate the yeah oh yeah absolutely go for it roll it the yeah. partial success is still is, is still gonna it, it works imperfectly uh so you you gonna so you choose your effect so you get to inflict harm you get to um I mean, effect, the, I mean, I, I basically what we can say is, is it works? It just doesn't last as long as you probably would like. That's fair. Like I'll go with the,
1: yeah. I'll inflict harm. It's three harm in your armor. Okay. And it's
0: his, uh, his catch or whatever you call it. Okay. Because it's so, a tool from here. So you, it's a, the weakness. Yeah, yeah. So you, you sling it out, wraps around his neck. You can see he, he seems to be. Like for the first time that you guys have seen him, he has so he has been like unstoppable, immovable, unflappable. But you wrapped us around his neck. The banishment spell, you can see the the runes that you had kind of painted and prepped have started to glow. The chain itself begins to illuminate and you feel the squeals that have been emitting from his mouth uh, kind of turn even more panic. They sound like the pigs that were running away from you when you set the lawn on fire back at the Clement Mansion. They don't sound like like the, the madness of like this rabid creature. Instead, it sounds kind of panicked. The chain hooks down into the wheel of the DeLorean and begins wrapping his head, continues to slowly pull, but you can tell that that chain, even in its sort of imbued and sort of a a magic boosted state, is really beginning to grow taut. It's only going to last for so long. Like you only have a little bit of time to make anything out of this. Uh, With that in mind, he is now pinned by a delorean he has this this slaughterhouse chain that's been imbued with magic wrapped around his neck trying to pull his head his head down into the wheel bed uh of the of the car who's next uh,
3: if anyone else has something to do well, that's hasn't gone yet if not uh, i was running he,
5: in this round so go ahead
3: okay did he drop that big old cleaver he had
0: uh sure we'll see yeah. Uh, the cleaver cleaver fell in the process of getting hit by the DeLorean,
3: it's probably it's probably next to him, but it's it's on the ground. Uh I am going to try and tuck and roll so I can grab that cleaver. Okay. Whew. That way. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm brave today. Wow. You Eat are your beaties this morning.
0: <laughs> I did It's a fun late eighties reference. It's a fun late eighties. It's not really that yeah. there but it's yeah. but topically <laughs> it works. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Um,
3: You're trying to just grab it or are you trying to use it? I am just trying to grab it. I am very injured. I'm not real great at fighting. So really, I'm I'm holding out, hoping that Donna shows up and I can just give her the cleaver and she can do work. It's very big. It's also very
0: close to him. This sounds like an action under pressure as you try to scramble up to grab the cleaver. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's my brother. Aw. All right. I got a four.
5: Oh. That's my Mm. brother. (laughs) That
3: was. (laughs) On a miss.
0: On a miss. Things go to hell. You go running up. There's blood pouring down your back. Yeah. Your feet. You're barefoot. With your feet coated in blood from the hallway and from yourself, you slide just a little too far forward.
5: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: And you feel this massive hand wrap it's around got me. The, the back of your neck and just start to squeeze and squeeze. Oh, I don't like this. And he lifts you up off the ground so that you are high above the air. Your legs are kicking. And mm-hmm. even though his head's coming down, all of you can see that he has Phil up in the air. He could just smash and crack the guy's head against the wall with as as easy as you all could crack an egg. Unless somebody does something about it. So that's, what, that's where we're at. Phil is currently, he is on the verge of dying. I will tell you this, that Phil will more than likely die if someone doesn't successfully try to intervene and help. So... Who would like to do something? I'll do it so Donna,
5: So I think Donna's in at this point. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so Donna has, like her signature weapon is she has specialist weapons. Okay. So she has something that I would like to use, which I'm thinking is like a, a like a, not like a bow and arrow, but like a more powered like a bolt gun kind of a thing okay that I want to say she's like grabbing some uh, chain as she comes in and kind of looping it around the front of that that she wants to kind of shoot that out um, into his arm
9: Why so high? that she
5: can kind of yank his arms so that he cannot throw a fill the way he wants to, okay.
0: All right. So the way this sounds to me, it sounds like you're trying to kick some ass. So I will say oh, yeah, that definitely that if you're trying to kick some ass, kick some ass is not necessarily going to protect Phil unless you get a high enough roll to get like an enhanced effect. Just so you know. Sure. Sure. So- that makes sense. So we'll say like if you just get like a partial success, like it's he's still going to be able to kind of go through what he's going through. You'll you'll do harm to him, but it's not going to be enough to immobilize the arm. So I just want to I want to lay the I just want to lay this out since Phil's life really is in the in the balance here. Um, so that that is a totally a role that you can do. You're totally fine to do it. Just just so you know, okay.
5: Okay. All right. All right. I am going to take a plus one from the audience, um, and then. Uh, if I'm using a signature weapon, it can be like up to four harm if it does harm.
0: I would say I'm looking for a 10 or higher, and that'll be yeah. you can do damage and get an extra effect. And that extra effect, I will say that he drops fill. That'll be the extra effect.
5: Okay. I will roll it here, and I need to give a... I need to do a plus one. Okay. 10.
0: 10 on the dot. Okay. All right. So you fire the arm gets like just the the arrow just bursts through the bicep and it wrenches this old rancid physical meat from the guy's arm. And, and just, it's almost like a through and through, but it's enough to kind of cause the arm to sort of shake and lose grip. Phil, you're able at that point to fall. It still kind of hurts as you slam down. Onto the sort of the the hood of the uh, of the Delorean, so you're still in danger sense and danger oh. range, but at the very oh, yeah. least, he doesn't crush your head uh, easily, and so you are not in a not immediately going to die. Okay, uh, how much damage did that do, Donna?
5: Uh, so that would do, uh, I believe you
0: believe uh, d- 37 37 <laughs> points of damage is it um, 82 82 all does all does all damage does all the damage um does that have any kind of uh like armor piercing or anything like that
5: uh no okay
0: all right sounds good and she's
5: just gonna be yelling as she comes in like you get your stinky smelly hands off my brother and she just shoots at the arm and watches Phil
0: (laughs) He answers back angrily. Okay. All right. So Phil's on the hood. Caleb, you're inside the cab of Mm -hmm. the DeLorean still. He is still tethered uh, to the wheelbed by the enchanted chain, slaughterhouse chain, but that is imminent. The snappage of that is imminent. Uh, so I don't think I've heard from Caleb or Anton in a while. Do either one of you have an idea yep. of something that you want to contribute? An... Go for yep. it, buddy. Uh,
6: so I'm going to use the parking brake <laughs> and, um, <laughs> okay. that way it'll just stay. <laughs> and, um, then I'm going to climb out onto the hood and I'm going to do everything I can to protect Phil and how I'm going to do that. Um, don't hate me. Nope. <laughs> Uh, you He's ever like get a moment? Dips. You ever get a moment where, <laughs> like, uh, you had a cat or a dog try to bite you, and you just put your hand in there first before they can clamp down, and they go, and they like gag a little bit. So I'm going to try and do this,
3: Pigman, and that's what are you, you doing to
6: your pets? <laughs>
3: <hell>? He's giving <laughs> yeah. Pigman the mandible claw. It's fine. No, no, no oh, yeah. I'm fine <laughs> with that with Pigman. But what do you do to your
6: cat? <laughs> no, I never do that to my cat. She does other people's, t- other, people's goes, yeah, other people's. All the neighbors' pets <laughs> are terrified at, of his house. <laughs> and <laughs> I Jesus, teenager, Adam. walking around, and yeah, like dogs would come up to me, stray ones that like one of the even yeah. a squirrel, yeah. man, he's ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that's <laughs> one of the best okay. things
3: you could do. Tonight on the ten o'clock news, random man breaks yeah into. We're gonna see Adam on
0: the on news at some point. Yeah. Uh, okay, Adam. You. Yeah. Uh, so Caleb crawls out of the DeLorean and hops up onto the up onto the hood as well. Yeah. Just and kind of shove
6: my left hand into this pig man's mouth to try and protect Phil. Okay. Like um, towards the back of his throat. Like trying to okay. get get in as deep as I can with that fist. Like real deep fistic. Okay, Jeremy,
0: gotcha. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> are you rolling kick some ass or are you rolling protect somebody? Protect someone. Um, I'm
6: not trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to just like. So I would say you probably protect someone. Him. Probably. I don't know if
0: that. Yeah, there. Yeah, I guess yeah. impending danger, so this means like any attacks would be kind of turned to you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead yeah. and roll tough. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That. So that's uh protect not someone.
6: Not going to end well for me, but that's all right. I was already dead a long time ago. Um. So it's a partial success. All right. Um, Okay. So so you
0: protect them, but you suffer all, some or all of the harm they were going to get. Yep. Well, Caleb, you shoved your arm down the throat of a psychopathic, homicidal, supernatural, 12 foot tall, half man, half pig creature. And it's going to bite down. Of course. Uh, And so you're going to feel this jolt of pain go through you. Uh, as you're going to take, we'll call it two points of harm as okay. an eruption and a wave of blood comes pouring out uh, of this uh, of the mouth of this creature. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you're also going to let's see what two harm. So we'll call that intense pain. Uh, and I'm also going to say you're you're effectively pinned to him because you shoved your hand down his mouth and he just bit it. So you're you're yep. you're, you're, you're pinned to him. OK. OK. All right. Uh, Anton, we haven't heard from you in a while. What are you up to? So oh,
4: Anton, uh, remembers that he has a, uh, a weapon from the slaughterhouse, a slaughterhouse tool in, in fact, uh, That's no true. idea if it will do any better, but he'll run forward and find out if Pigman has nards. <laughs> okay.
8: Okay.
4: <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Uh, okay. So there were hooks, there were cleavers, things like that, of that nature. We'll say you have a, of one of these giant meat hooks, you come running up you, you Drop the gun, and you just run up, and you just whoosh, hurl it up. Uh, okay, this uh, this is kicks some ass. Um, yep. I'm gonna say we're just gonna kind of float a plus one as he is really he is pinned by Corbin's thing. He is really focused on Caleb at this point, and the car has still got him pinned against the wall as you come running up
4: with your slaughterhouse tools. Yeah, do, do we have any audience dice left? Yeah, we do. All right, I'm right. gonna take one and I'm just gonna Go temporarily yeah. increase my toughness by two points, which will make up for it.
0: In that the works game. for me. Go um, for it. Um boom. Oh yeah.
8: Twelve oh,
0: 12. Wow. Plus. Nice. Okay, so you get to you get to pick an enhanced effect. Okay, so you can have you completely hold you advantage. <laughs> all hunters gain plus one. You can suffer no harm back from him at all. Your attack can inflict double the normal harm. Your attack can drive the enemy away in a rout.
4: We don't want to drive it away. Yeah, I don't think no. you do either. Yeah, we, like, uh, okay, so so I'm torn between giving everyone else a plus one forward or just really packing on that harm. The, the weapon yeah. does a one. damage. Double
1: damage. This is its weakness. It
4: yeah. It is. We will do inflict double the normal harm.
0: You come running in, you you jam the, uh, the hook underneath its very tall legs, and you just
2: right
0: up where the scrotum would be. And that <laughs> the, the rusted hook just pierces through, and you all hear very high-pitched, very pain screech. So angry, in fact, is this creature <laughs> that with its other arm it just reaches back and it just smacks you with the back of its giant meaty arm that's not currently kind of reaching forward towards Phil and Caleb. And right before uh, he's hit, Anton says, "So Pikmin's got nards." <laughs> uh, okay, so this is going to be too harm as he just he just kind of catches you and you kind of your face momentarily feels like it sort of cycles back around as it's so painful and your face just kind of shifts and you feel like a crunch and maybe a tooth or two come loose, uh, as he's able to backhand you in the process. I'll tell you this, that was a lot of damage. You guys
2: have really,
0: really hurt into him, but it's not quite dead yet. You also see Corbin, the glowing chain has started to pull apart. Mm hmm. And it looks like he's about to come free. Uh, What this basically means is one more action before he comes free. Who has something?
1: Was there any chain linked to what Anton had used or was it just the hook?
0: Uh, I think it's more like it, it was like a... It was like it's probably a large hook with maybe a light like like maybe a, a foot of chain. It's probably not a lengthy yeah. chain here and there. You
1: know what? I mean, he's fighting. He's pulling back against the enchanted chain that's trying to pull him into the wee wheel. That's great because that creates some slack in the chain, right? So what mm-hmm. I'd like to do is to reanimate the 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 horned serpent that's kind of making the the snake imbued and have it kind of pull itself over towards now a second hook. They can loop one of those chains into. So now it can loop into the second chain that's stuck in its NARS so that it's being pulled towards the wheel well from a second point of contact. Okay. Uh, a double do I... pull, a DP, if you will. Go, oh,
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> oh Go ahead and roll your use magic. I'm not even sorry. I know you're not. Okay, partial <laughs> success. Works imperfectly. Uh, effect, what do you want your effect? Do the damage. Okay. That is a good thing because that is actually exactly enough, even with uh, so one harm, because it does, it's the first one inflict harm, it's, one harm, you'll ignore do armor. three
1: ignore armor. Because I, why is super it doing three? It. Oh, for okay. the, uh, anytime I use magic to inflict harm, I can use burn everything to either do area effect or uh, target Got one it. person for three ignore armor.
0: Okay, so basically, uh, the,
1: the horned serpent tattoo like super heats it with magic heat, and
0: okay, uh, oh yeah, that's one of your cool. playbook moves. Okay, so the chain that is now impaled into uh, his underside uh, has lit up and begins to sort of pull and stretch until. You guys see his body kind of contort in this strange way he's reaching back with his neck to try to snap the initial chain. His lower body, which is still somewhat pinned by the DeLorean, is kind of reaching forward. And just like that, you watch as bifurcation of the most horrific fashion. Like you just took a sausage and you just wrenched it free. And you can just see the meat in the casing just rips apart and goes spilling down on top of Phil, who is laying right underneath it. Mm. Caleb as well, as you are just sort of coated with this gore as the torso of this thing falls to the ground. The legs and the crotch of this thing essentially get jammed into the wheelbed of the DeLorean. And you guys still see it's kind of ambulatory. Corbin, you would probably have read in the notes that, you know, the way to kill this thing is to kill it the way it died in life. The way it went in life is the way it must go in death. And Phil, you know how he went in life.
3: Yes, I think. I want to put him in the meat grinder. Is that the right answer? That is the right answer. It gets hustled over
0: Phil's kind of sort of direction and you managed to pull if you recall, anton had fallen and so did the in the writing and that's been sort of getting clogged and stuck and you've been hearing this horrible metal grinding you're able to kind of pull sort of some of that free here and there and eventually even though the meat grinders suffer some significant internal damage it's still functioning enough that you take the two pieces of this guy and just hurl them up and over and like fargo just just explodes in all sorts of directions as the proper retrieval isn't actually set up and you just see chunks of gore explode onto this fast-moving assembly line as you guys have defeated Razorback. Look around, see the pigs very patiently, very calmly kind of just look, turn, And start to wander away those that were kind of now cowering in the corner as the fight was happening you see some of them leave out of the back where caleb and phil had knocked open the cargo uh the cargo uh uh, garage you can see some of them leave from the front where donna had come through with the war when she was painting the wards and slowly but surely all of the machinery begins to quiet down until you see none of the conveyors moving you hear none of the actual machinery at all going whatsoever. The lights even flicker and go off. There is still a little bit of light, as you can see, off to the east, like out one of these large kind of dirty windows. The sun is sort of starting to come up as dawn is hinting on the horizon. And all of you are laying around covered in various uh, various bits of gore uh, and grime as you have, in fact, defeated Razorback.
3: Nice. And I think
0: awesome. we'll go I think we'll go ahead and end it there uh, on that death. We'll uh, we'll pick up next time probably with a, a new scenario and uh, it will definitely not involve pigs. Uh, it'll involve something else. Uh, and I already have a couple ideas and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but that's it for tonight uh, as uh, Razorback is done. And uh no one died. I almost had. I almost had Chuck. You Chuck almost got me.
9: Yeah, you were. So you were
0: totally dead. You were totally dead if people didn't intervene. You know, yeah. like Donna would have rolled one less, which all of us noticed, by the way. When she rolled in system, she actually rolled a nine, but then she's like, "Oh, and you need to add a plus one to that, so it's ten. Everyone noticed that, right? From she the was
5: audience. just like, this <laughs> manufactured this it. random
0: floating plus
3: one that no. One,
5: I said. You know, I <laughs> rolled it in system so you could see it.
3: Yeah. Usually I'm all for some good ribbing, but that one <laughs> saved my life. So it was Fair legit. Fair enough.
0: I was, I was going to just, I was literally just going to take your head and just, he was just going to smash up against <laughs> the wall. And that Ooh. was going to be Phil. the end. The end. sickening thud as a flattened head. Phil <laughs> just slides to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, Our little grindhouse uh, session is over. Uh, Why don't we do some closing plugs? I'm getting out of here. So Chuck, tell everybody where they can find you and what's going on with DOK.
3: So you can check us out on Wednesday and Friday over on the DOK Twitch. Wednesday, we're doing Dungeon Crawl Classics going through the second edition. Yeah, Dungeon Crawl Classics, second edition D&D adventure, Night Below. And Friday, Joe is making a game called Anvia. And we're doing a playtest campaign of that. Uh, yeah. Awesome. I think Fan I said the right word. Freaking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Bert,
2: what is going on with Steam Stealing Murder? Uh,
4: I'm still feeling like crap. So, probably nothing tomorrow night, but hopefully, I'll be better for Friday and Saturday. Friday would be Dungeons and Dragons, some classic BX Dungeons and Dragons in the Mistara universe. And uh, Saturday would be some cyberpunk red, but we'll see we'll See how it goes. I might
0: be dead before then. Who knows? Oh, no, don't say, don't say things like we'll that. that.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: You better not be. You have, you're, you're due to be in a stream in two weeks. So, you know. Let me just <laughs> control that a- in right before dropping that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> that's more like it.
0: You're committed to a monster of the week campaign. I'm not sure if you read the <laughs> fine prints there. You can't. Oh, keep going doing that. He's
1: got you. Phylacteries, uh, so long as the campaign runs, he can't die.
0: <laughs> Just yeah. keep yeah. summoning cool. him back. <laughs> uh, Jeremy tells about this Patreon and we on Patreon. If you get comics, maps, tokens, fun stuff, check it out. Perfect. And uh, Adam, uh, what's going on with the oh, what's going on with you, buddy?
6: Well, lots is going on. Um, we have a lot of things that we can't talk about yet um but we will be able to talk about soon so if you want to hear the latest news besides watching um this show uh go to guruimperilist.com and sign up for the um, mailing list or uh, go to Guru Studios on youtube and uh, subscribe to that you'll be able to see the big announcements when we are finally able to make it
0: awesome uh, as for us here, we are back to our normally scheduled stuff or whatever the hell the phrase is. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be doing some Marvel multiverse RPG, continuing our X-Men campaign. Uh, Thursday, we're back to werewolf, the apocalypse. You can see, uh, Melissa, Jeremy, and I in that game. Friday, we are doing some Warhammer 40k wrath and glory. And then Saturday, if everything aligns. I think we're actually going to be starting up our Call of Cthulhu campaign that we're going to be using in uh, now in One Ring's slot. Uh, it's going to be called Eternal Lies. Uh, it is uh, based on a Trail of Cthulhu campaign. It's sort of like a spiritual successor to the Massive Niall Uh The hope is we're waiting for a handful of things to come in, but hopefully we're going to start it on Saturday. Uh, so tune in uh for the start of uh, of that adventure we're going to be using call of cthulhu rules even though it is actually a trail of cthulhu uh campaign uh but uh it's going to be a lot of fun and uh next monday right here we got more fragged empire also check out youtube page adventures and lollygagging you can also check out if uh if you haven't already also check out dok and steam steal and murder they got also got their youtube pages as well subscribe follow all that good stuff uh, thank you to, uh, Laugh, Love, Lindy. Thank you to the, uh, was it the Vactar? Uh, thank you so much for the rates. Really do appreciate it. We're going to pay it forward. We're going to raid someone as well. Uh, so follow the raid, and we'll catch you all later. Uh, bye-bye.